Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi there, and welcome to The Inner Life here on this Thursday, and hope you're having a great day so far. I'm Josh Raymond, glad to have you along for our hour on spiritual direction here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And when was the last time that you traveled to visit someone, and rather than stay at a hotel, they invited you to stay overnight at their house? Maybe it was family, and they lived several hours away. You drove to visit them, and they opened up a guest room for you. Or perhaps it was a friend, and they knew, well, we'll we'll invite you to stay here, you and your family. That way you don't have to pay that expense for lodging. Well, several years ago, our family, we were living in Wisconsin at the time, and we had planned a summer vacation where we were going to drive across the country, big road trip, to see family that lived in Montana and in Idaho and Washington State. And the end of that journey, the furthest point, it was about 1,700 miles of driving one way. And so we knew it would be at least two or three days of driving, especially with us having smaller kids at the time. We knew we'd have to make stops along the way. And my wife, Baylen, she'd contacted different family that we knew we could stop and see. One uh, that she'd contacted was her uncle and her aunt, Nick and Judy. And they live in Billings, Montana. And she was letting them know that we were traveling through. We'd love to see them. And their immediate response was to invite us to stay the night stay there with them while we were traveling west. And so Valen said, sure, that sounds great. We accepted their invitation and planned our travel so that we could stop there, stay the night in Billings with Nick and Judy. Now, at this point in our married life, I'd met all kinds of different extended family of Valen, different relatives, other aunts and uncles, other cousins or grandparents, but I had never actually met either Nick or Judy before, and neither had any of our kids. However, when we arrived at their home, Nick and Judy, first of all, they were just so gracious in welcoming us. But it was amazing to me that even though I wasn't a blood relative, I was only related by marriage, but there was this immediate familial bond, that kind of kinship that made it very clear that we were family. And it was such a different feeling than when our family had visited and stayed with different friends in the past. And I'm talking about really good friends here, you know, close friends. I can remember one time our family visited and stayed at the home of the godparents to one of our children. And they were great. Same thing. Very welcoming. It was a really nice visit. But when we packed up the next morning, it was only that one night, when we packed up the next morning to get on the road, there was this kind of unspoken knowledge that we were glad to give them back their space, their privacy in their home. And as nice as the visit was, they were glad to have their home back to themselves. But it wasn't that same sort of feeling when we stayed with Nick and Judy. There was something different about staying with family, even if some of us were meeting them for the very first time. 
And that next morning when we did get on the road, after we said goodbye to Nick and Judy, Baylen and I, we both remarked how strong that family bond is, how it unites in a way that's different from any other friendships or relationships that we might have. Well, today on The Inner Life, we want to talk about our unity in being part of God's family. And specifically, we want to look at two sacraments that bring us into the family of God, baptism and confirmation. And more than those just being a one-time event, we want to discuss how we can continue to live out those sacraments in our daily lives and what these sacraments require of us, what they demand of us. And joining us is our spiritual director for the hour today here on The Inner Life, helping us look at the sacraments of baptism and confirmation. Father Ethan Southerd is back with us today. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. He's the pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. And Father Ethan, welcome back to The Inner Life today. Have you made any uh, long road trips yourself recently? <laughs> uh, thank you, Josh. It's it's so good to be with you all. And uh, what a beautiful story that you were sharing, you know, just with uh, with your wife, Belen, and, and Nick and Judy sound like just beautiful, beautiful people. Um, I haven't really made, um, personally, an extended road trip uh, how recently. However, um, my parents did just recently come from Delaware uh, oh, that's a, for that's the a installation. Oh, yeah. very good. <laughs> yeah, they made the long trip. <laughs> so they came out for the installation, which was... Uh, just in August, uh, installation as pastor, and they were just so moved uh, by the by the community here in in Chatsworth at the parish at St. John Eudes, um, and and just the warm reception that they experienced. Um, but as well, there were a number of family and friends, um, or a number of friends who are really family and God's family that they had the chance to see again. Um, you know, and the last time that they had seen some of them, it was at the ordination. And so they could feel, you know, that presence, that extended family, that invitation to, to participate and, and the bond uh, that really is, I think, what you're alluding to and referring to. It's not just a familial bond in, in the sense of, you know, friends, but we're being drawn into God's own family. And, and we're all being drawn into that. And in a special way, with confirmation, with with baptism, and um, again with with confirmation, we're being drawn in. We're being invited into that into God's family, and what a beautiful uh, gift that it is. It can be disorienting sometimes. We you know we may have our own expectations of of how we do things and how we operate, and then when we start experiencing the kind of love that Nick and Judy were extending, you're just you just you're overwhelmed. And uh, my parents certainly felt overwhelmed when they recently came uh, to visit. Oh, that, that's so nice to hear, Father. Well, as we do look at baptism and confirmation today, uh, let's start off just by talking about, first of all, what a sacrament is. We have seven sacraments in the Catholic Church. And in case somebody is listening and they say, well, I'm not really sure on what a sacrament is— could you explain it for us? The the phrase I have heard growing up was an outward sign of an inward grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I I think the the catechism speaks about sacraments. Um, for those of you who are carrying your catechism around, it's in uh, eleven thirty one, but it, it's an efficacious sign of grace. 
so that so that sign of grace it, it actually is working in us the sacrament uh, instituted by Christ so Christ himself began these sacraments he he instituted them um, and they're entrusted to the church and so the church has has become the caretaker uh, they've they've received these great gifts these signs these these in, in the liturgy it's called the work you know liturgy is is the work it's the work of of god bringing about his love within us and so the church carries that on but by which divine life is dispensed to us um so in other words a, a sacrament is a sacred and visible sign that w- that is instituted by jesus to give us a grace and undeserved gift from god and so um we we could be sure that you know Jesus uh, was the one who was present at the inception of all the sacraments, which he instituted two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he continues to be present uh, every time a, a sacrament is celebrated, and and so the Catholic Church uh, has all of the seven sacraments instituted by Christ, which, as we're talking about today, which include. Um, baptism and confirmation and Eucharist, and together they're known as the sacraments of initiation, the sacrament of reconciliation and the anointing of the sick. And those are sacraments in a special way related to to healing and holy orders and matrimony, which um, you know help to help us to live out our vocations. And so the the sacraments touch on all the stages and those important moments of the Christian life. So in a, in a broad picture, in a broad you know, sweep, that's uh, essentially the sacraments. And so in, in those sacraments, we have those special moments where, where we can see, we can touch, we can feel, we can smell uh, just those, uh, those tangible elements of, of love. Uh, but of course, as we all know, in family life, you, know, you don't have to just uh, know that you're loved by those special moments, by the wedding day or by a birthday. You know, it, it, love isn't there just on those days. Love continues to be shared throughout the whole life of the family. Yeah, that, that's such a good point there that, you know, the wedding, it might be one day, but you live out those wedding vows for the rest of your life mm-hmm. as long as you're married. So, yeah, that's that's uh, great. Let me ask you this, too. Um, as you're talking about, they're they're instituted by Christ. I think it's very, uh, you know, anybody who kind of has read through the Gospels, they could look and say, well, I can see where baptism is instituted. I see Jesus himself baptized, and I also see at the end of uh, specifically Matthew's Gospel, there's that great commission, the last couple of verses there, where Jesus says, go into all the world and baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Make disciples and baptize them. And so we see baptism. Where do we get confirmation? Where do we see that in uh, the the scripture as being instituted by Christ? Yeah, that's a, a great uh, great point. Great question. There's there's that whole big beautiful exchange uh, in Acts of the Apostles uh, where we start to speak and we start to see about um, Cornelius, and and we could remember that you know Cornelius is. Um, he's so moved. He's hearing about, um, you know, the he was he was a devout man who feared God, um, and so he was he was living that life 
Um, but then also, um, you know, he was he was being moved and he was um, uh, being drawn in, and so he, the the Holy Spirit came down upon Cornelius, and so as you know, Cornelius is coming back, and um, the apostles are seeing that the Holy Spirit's moving through uh, Cornelius. They're saying, well, we we have to put he has to be baptized. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's already working. You know, we have to so you could actually see how the, the Holy Spirit was moving and, and touching and and inspiring uh Cornelius in a in a very special and, and uh particular way. Right. I think he started even speaking in tongues there at the moment, didn't he? Right. Yeah. Right. He's just so overwhelmed by you know, by what uh by the coming of the Holy Spirit on Cornelius and his household. Um, and so Peter is is just encouraging and, and saying, okay, we can recognize that, that God is moving. And so I, th- I think that kind of goes back to, you know, just that um, that uh, that idea of what we were talking about. You know, wedding is, is a day, but that love continues to be moved out. And so the love of God uh, is very physical. It's very present in those specific moments of the sacraments, but that the whole, all of creation is filled with with God's love and God's glory, and so Cornelius, in a special way, just his disposition, his openness uh, to to that love of God, was already being taken up, and so the church, you know, was recognizing that and confirming that that love uh, of God in in Cornelius, and like you said, he started speaking in tongues. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, too, that's also a big moment where Peter and the other apostles, it's confirmation for them, not necessarily the sacrament I'm talking about. I'm just meaning they get kind of a secondary affirmation, maybe might be the the better word, that Christ, his atonement, the salvation available through him is not only available for the Jews, because Cornelius, if again, if I remember the story correctly, I don't have it here in front of me, but he's a Gentile, and That's correct, right? and so Peter and the other apostles say, yeah, if if uh, you know God Himself, if His Holy Spirit is working through Cornelius, who are we to hold back baptism? And, you know, this gift is available for any person. And that's, that's where we get, again, maybe that affirmation for the apostles. doesn't matter who you are. It's not only for the Jews anymore. It's for everyone. That's right. And, and so he was—yeah, um, later on they, ha- they have that, uh, that vision where Peter's getting that, um, you know, the, the large sheet coming down, and, and he was seeing all the animals and— um, and and how it is being you know opened and stretched and that confirmation that yes this is uh an invitation and um uh, it's it's moving beyond uh just what we have known and and just sometimes you know even even the early church had an understanding of of what this meant but the holy spirit was continuing to lead the church open you know i had this um and and beyond just their their their, their initial way of being. We had, um, going back to the installation mass uh, here at St. John Eudes, a few days before we had uh, the celebration of the fee day of St. John Eudes. And so the way that we chose to, to celebrate it this year, it was a Thursday evening. And so we had a, a beautiful uh, 
mass in the evening that night and the whole community was welcomed and beautiful music and as a way of continuing the celebration we invited everyone after mass out into our plaza we have this beautiful plaza with a fountain and it's just a a great gathering space and so we had music uh, there for everyone and then we had food trucks that pulled up into the parking lot right next to the plaza and so the idea was that everyone could come out and you know you could pick up your um, just the different variety of, of food that we had. Well, what ended up happening, we had a whole bunch of tables set up so everyone could get their food and sit and visit and just celebrate. So what happened, while we were in Mass, the food trucks came and they set up and we already had the tables set up. So while the community was in at Mass, the community in the broader area of Chatsworth saw all these food trucks set up. And so they came into the parking lot and they went and they started getting the food. And they started ordering. And of course, the food trucks, you know, they were just, they saw people lining up. And so they started, you know, selling the, the tacos and, you know, the nachos and all of the, the fried chicken and everything else. So when, when the community that was in mass came out, the, our parishioners who aren't Catholic, so our parishioners, you know, the, the parish is technically a, a, a boundary so the parishioners who aren't Catholic, they had already come in and they were in line. And so then all the other parishioners who were in Mass had to get in line. <laughs> and some of them, uh, myself included, by the time we got in line, the, the food trucks had sold out of their food. <laughs> so some of them had actually sold because there were so many people that came from the community in Chatsworth at large that they actually ran out of some food. So, but what ended up happening is all these other people, they came, they got the food, and then they saw these tables. And so the, the church community welcomed them, invited them to sit down at a table. And so then you had all of these people who weren't Catholic coming and sharing a meal on, our, on the feast day of St. John Eudes. And so then it just, and it, and it continued for hours. Everybody just, you know, shared stories and talked, and we had the music playing, and it was just a beautiful night. And so, Josh, you were just reminding me, you know, as... Peter's understanding as the early apostles understanding of of you know who should be baptized and what the church looks like the holy spirit continued to extend those boundaries and to move them forward into the rest of the world and i was that was my favorite one of my favorite parts of that whole celebration that we had that week was seeing the broader community who we would have had no way of inviting uh, or knowing who they are but they just they came and so now we're looking at how can we start to do something similar in an ongoing way to keep growing that relationship with the rest of the community. That's great. Yeah. Just if you have good food, people are going to show up. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's great. Right. Our uh, spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And today we're talking about the, the sacraments of baptism and confirmation and uh, what they are, but more importantly, how we live those out. How have you been able to live out your baptism, showing outwardly that you are that member of the body of Christ? How about living out that sacrament of confirmation, being sealed with the Holy Spirit, being that true witness of Christ? When have you experienced that grace from God that, uh, where you were emboldened 
to spread and defend your faith, living out those sacraments of baptism and confirmation. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you, The studio lines are open for your calls right now, 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we'll continue talking about the sacraments in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. So glad to have you with us here today on The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond and our spiritual director for the hour, Father Ethan Southerd, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Today we're talking about the two sacraments of uh, baptism and confirmation and how do you live those out in your life? How have you lived out your baptism, showing outwardly that you are part of God's family? How have you lived out the sacrament of confirmation, being emboldened by the Holy Spirit? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, And Father, before the break, as you were talking about the sacraments, you mentioned that baptism and confirmation, they're both what the, uh, the Church calls sacraments of initiation. And there's actually even a third sacrament of initiation, the Eucharist. It falls in this category as well. I I think it's very natural for us to understand this with baptism. You know, this is the sacrament that is our entry, the doorway into the church. We're brought into the family of God. But it would appear on the surface that if you're already a part of the family of God, part of the church through baptism, why would confirmation or even the Eucharist also be considered sacraments of initiation? Mm, that's that's a great question. And um, the initiation, there's there's initiation and a growth, and it's a, a continuation of, of that life, of that awakening uh, that we experience. And so... Um, we're, as we're continuing, you know, our the sacrament, the sacramental life, um, it's it's not an individual um, event, and it's not an individual um, participation. We we're initiated into the life of Christ, into the body of Christ, and so uh, those sacraments of initiation, we continue to move and to grow as as that that life and that body. Of, of Christ as the church. And so as a baby is, is being initiated into that life, you know, there's, as we were talking about before, it's not just um, the, the one birthday, yeah. but there's, there's an actual, and actually not even at the, the original birthday, that's not where life began. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the life began at, at the conception, and even before, you know, God held us even within his own in his own mind and his own heart 
And so as, as the life is being given in a special way, in conception, as, as we continue to grow, you know, we're, we're being initiated into this world, so to speak, as we're born into this world. Um, but then we continue. We continue to grow. And, and, uh, and so it's the same way, it's a similar thing with uh, the sacramental life. And so we do have the baptism, that actual day when many of us were baptized as, as an infant, but then we're continued to be supported and initiated into that life. And so there's different moments of participation. There's different moments of responsibility. And so we continue to be initiated. And so with, with the sacrament of the Eucharist, we're being uh, nourished and strengthened through the very body and blood of Christ. And so through the sacrament of confirmation, we're, for most of us, that's occurring when we're adolescents, and so uh, it's, it's giving us an opportunity as we continue to mature and we grow in wisdom and grace that we can participate in, in the whole entire community. And so it, we're being initiated into greater and greater responsibility and, and um, opportunities to express that life. So it is, they are continuing to be the sacraments of initiation, but... Um, as you were referring to, it's not just one singular moment, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not just um, like you're initiated and and you get it's kind of like you get tapped and you're like okay there you are. No, it's it's an unfolding that that baby. There's no one moment when the baby becomes an adult. It continues to be initiated uh, as it grows uh, in wisdom and grace. Very good. Well, so let's let's look at baptism first, and. Uh, in that sacrament, what really happens to us? What is the thing that takes place in that sacrament? And what do we experience? And then what what are we promising by being baptized? Hmm. That's, that's great. We hear in uh, the letter to the Ephesians uh, how before the world began, that, that God has, has loved us and he has held us in his being uh, before the world even began. And so um, he's promised us all of the, the spiritual blessings in all of, all of heaven and all of... Um, um, so he says, God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. And he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. He has destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ in accord with the favor of his will. For the praise and glory of his grace that he granted us in the beloved. And so this is, so that life uh, in Christ is, is the destiny. That's, that's who we are. That's who we've been made for. And and in our baptism, there's an awakening where actually that promise, that that destiny is being awakened within us. So that divine life, the, the very life of God, the very life that, that God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit share, that inner life is being awakened and made manifest and is pouring forth. And so that's that's what's happening uh, within us, and and it's not just within us singularly, but it's within us. We're being drawn into that, just as as God isn't God 
you know, the Father isn't the Father individually. He's the Father with the Son and the Holy Spirit. So it's that community, that communion of relationality. And and so similarly, as we're being awakened to that divine life within us, it's a divine life that's within the whole community, the whole church. And so in a way where maybe our birthday, you could start to look at that, how that's kind of an individual family celebration. And Pope Francis recently, I think we were talking about this or we're emailing back and forth, Josh, about how Pope Francis is encouraging us to remember our, right. the day of our baptism. Yeah. And and he was you know kind of saying hey you know do you remember the day of your baptism do you celebrate it well in in a way that you know we celebrate birthday that's something with the family but just like Nick and Judy they were extending their family their notion of family has been so broadened that they welcomed you our baptism day that's a that's a celebration of the awakening of of kind of that life and how we're participating we're being born into the whole life, the whole community of Christ. Mm. What happens then at confirmation? Confirmation is a continuing or a fulfillment of what started with baptism for us. Can you kind of give us some insight into what happens when we receive that sacrament of confirmation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So uh, the the confirmation is, like you said, it's it's a uh, continuation um, and it's a it's a strengthening of that of that life, and so it's we're we're moving deeper uh, into uh, into that life of Christ being strengthened, you know, with with the Holy Spirit, and so it's it's not just for ourselves, but we're as as we were just talking about, we're being uh, baptized and confirmed. We're confirming that faith, that awakening, and strengthened to live that life uh, in communion with, with everyone. And so now there's a responsibility that we have to be, to be engaging in the world, to be engaging in our families, to be engaging our faith um, in, in church and in, in politics and every, every different area of our life where we're bringing that life of God, that life of Christ into that. Uh, into the whole community of God, and so it's it's real, and so we continue to experience uh, love all along the way. God's love is there, present uh, continually. Um, but now it's that that promise, that destiny, uh, is really beginning to awaken within us, and we get to participate. We're being enabled to participate in that divine destiny. We're sharers in that participation, uh, in in a very real way. And so that's that's what's happening in the confirmation. And so in a in one way, you know, confirmation that's opening us up into, you know, some more of the the different ministries within the church. But even even more fully, we're going out and we're helping to, you know, whether it's to feed the homeless, or we're we're helping to, you know, go speak out when we see you know injustice happening. Or if there's you know people being taken advantage of, we're actually able to to stand in those those positions. Um, so when injustice is happening, even to us, we're being strengthened and nourished through the Eucharist to to forgive and to help bring forgiveness about. You know, we see injustice that that can't be changed to have the patience to endure, to have the strength to en- endure difficult moments. 
Well, and, you know, as you're talking about this, Father, the way you're describing it is in confirmation. It sounds like the Holy Spirit emboldens us so that we live out uh, what we kind of classify in two different categories, acting out, living out, uh, committing those corporal or those spiritual works of mercy, helping the world around us, those who are in need in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it can be overwhelming, and it can be uh, so challenging. And, and sometimes we come into those, those areas, you know, when we go to practice the, the corporal works of mercy, and we start to realize our own limitations, you know, because, and we could ask ourselves, we could say, well, I've been baptized or I've been confirmed, but I still have the, I still sin, you know, in our baptism, right. you know, our, the original sin has been, you know, forgiven, you know, our own personal sin has been forgiven, but then we find that there's something within us that, you know, we start to go being led back into sin or <laughs> we're, we're even, you know, we even desire sin. And we say, well, why is this happening? Well, there's, that's our concupiscence. And there, there's something, because of original sin, there, there's something within us of our own need to be special. Uh, or there's a, a predominance, there's a self-preoccupation within ourselves. And we start to focus in on ourselves rather than actually, you know, it, it's kind of like navel-gazing. We're looking down at our, our own belly, <laughs> <laughs> instead of yeah. actually having a, a broader vision where our head's up and we're recognizing, you know, the whole the whole community and the needs of others, our eyes are opened. And so there's there's that need to continually to continually work through that. And so, you know, Saint Saint Paul talks about how he carries within himself continually uh the dying and rising of Christ. And that's in two Corinthians four ten. So he's talking about he's continually caring about that. It's not just once and done. That concupiscence, that preoccupation with the self continues to be there. And so we could start to feel that tension where we know we've been confirmed to live out our faith. We know we've been baptized into Christ. And yet there's still something within me that's that's trying to draw me back into myself. And so it's in those moments that we recognize our limitations and our weakness. And, and St. Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians 9.12. He says that when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So he says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. There's, uh, it's in, that's actually a good thing in our weakness, that when we start to recognize that we can't do it, that we're actually allowing the Holy Spirit the very life of God to come up and start to make manifest these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things. Another place he says that we carry that we carry about within us uh, something that's that's beyond. We carry within us in earthen treasures this very life of God. And so, um, yeah, there, there's that tension, Josh, and it continue, mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. Where we're somehow we're carrying this divine presence, this divine life of of God within us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and yet we still have that concupiscence. We still have that desire to selfishness, and and somehow God is 
is working through all of that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so much nicer if God just took away all of that desire for sin the moment you were baptized? <laughs> and Oh, good. Well, I can just live a perfect holy life now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we're speaking with Father Ethan Southard. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And we're talking about the sacraments of baptism and confirmation and welcoming your phone calls at 888-914-9149. How have you lived out those sacraments in your life? What has helped you to outwardly show your baptism, being part of the family of God, being part of the body of Christ? What has helped you to be that true witness of Christ, uh, performing those corporal or those spiritual works of mercy, living out your confirmation? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Let's go to Dana, who's listening in Roseville, California. Hi, Dana. Welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air with Father Ethan Southard. Hi, good morning. Um, I just tuned in and was like, oh, I think I need to share. Um Back in 2020, when we had all of our churches closed, um, I realized that the community that we were experiencing in prayer and worship together was really weighing heavy on a lot of people in our lives, on top of all the suffering that was going on during that time and all this uncertainty. And so we decided to form a weekly Zoom rosary group offering out to anybody who was really needing that um, bolstering during a time where people were worried and having a lot of fear. And so I started in the emails letting people know, okay, here's the link and all that. And I would write a little inspiration. And one week, um, a confirmation just was really on my heart. Being an adult, I think I just kind of thought, yeah, confirmation, and I know what it is. But I don't know that I was really tapping into those gifts. And I almost feel like God, you know, in baptism and confirmation gives us these beautifully wrapped up gifts. And sometimes we just leave them on the table and wrap because the wrapping is so beautiful, not really fully experiencing the full gift. So that kind of uh, led me to look at um, what fortitude really was and understanding it. So I went to the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the section about the sacraments of confirmation or the gifts of the Holy Spirit confirmation and went to fortitude, saying that it said ensures firmness and difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. And I started realizing during a time of great suffering for so many, we have to remember to unwrap the beautiful gifts that God has given us to endure all that we will experience in our lives. And at that time, with all the uncertainty, I think many of us fell into fear and forgot that God gave us these gifts of fortitude and so on. I mean, so many. So I sent that out there and it really struck a chord with many people that, yeah, (laughs) we forgot about who we are, that we are priests, prophets, and kings in our baptism. So our suffering has meaning and value as priests that we can offer those sacrifices, they're not wasted. And then to remember that our strength, like Father was saying, you know, when we are weak, we are made strong because God gives us these gifts. And so it just really helped me to remember in my adulthood that it wasn't a box that was ticked when I was in eighth grade for confirmation that 
those gifts, I can't remember or can't forget to unwrap them and um, really enjoy the beauty of what God has blessed us with. And I just hope that in this world we're in where there's a lot of lack of peace, that people may um, take an opportunity to go to the catechism and read the section on confirmation, because I think it'll really encourage so many people to realize we don't need to be afraid of anything. We can have peace within because our Father in Heaven has provided so well for us in these sacraments. Wow, Dana, (laughs) that's so beautiful. Thank you. Uh, One of my friends speaks about the hidden blessings of of COVID. And so it's easy, I think, for us to just, you know, recognize how um, much our lives have been disrupted, um, you know, by the, the pandemic. But as you're sharing, you know, you've something within you is is awakening even more, and and so you know maybe the sacraments weren't as as available to you, or the church had been closed, but but you were finding new avenues to to participate, and so those that gift that may that you know that you received in confirmation, it, it, you're unwrapping it. It's being unwrapped within you, and you're sharing those blessings and graces, whether it's through a Zoom rosary or you know, just encouraging through this phone call, encouraging everyone listening on the radio right now to to go discover more about what it means, you know, with the confirmation. Wow, how beautiful. Yeah, thanks so much for calling in, Dana, and sharing here on the program today. And again, if you'd like to call in and share how you've been able to live out your baptism or your confirmation, our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And we're going to continue our conversation with Father Ethan Southard and with more of your phone calls here in just a moment on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Ethan Southard, as we talk about the sacraments of baptism and confirmation and how we're living those out in our lives, how it's not just a one-time event, but how we continue to grow uh, what Father is called that uh, destiny that is awakened in us in baptism and brought more to life in the sacrament of confirmation. And how have you lived that out in your life? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father, right before we go back to the phones, um, just to follow up a little bit on what Dana was saying there, um, she had this beautiful image of this present, this gift that we are given in the sacrament of baptism. And she was speaking more in the baptism of confirmation and, you know, encouraging uh, anyone listening to go back and read in the catechism what is written about that sacrament. But that that gift just kind of stays on the table, doesn't get unwrapped. I, that That's 
that's a powerful image there where we've got something sitting right in front of us and we just don't take advantage of something that might be really exciting there. That beautiful image of, that Dana was sharing about opening the gift, and it just reminded me of you know the, the churches in, in the Second Vatican Council. The church had written this beautiful document, Sacrosanctum Concilium, and it's, it's on the divine liturgy. And so this, in chapter 1, article 11, uh, it's talking about, it, it says, in order that the liturgy may be able to produce its full effects, it's necessary that the faithful come to it with proper dispositions, that their minds or, or their hearts should be attuned to their voices, and that they should cooperate with divine grace, lest they receive it in vain. And so there's just this idea that, you know, that we could kind of just go through the motions. We could almost be sleepwalking through our sacramental life. You know, we could just be sleepwalking. We could go and just, yes, we've been baptized. Yes, we go and receive communion. Yes, we've been confirmed. But unless there's actually that awakening is happening, all of the grace that God's pouring out, it could just, it, it could be like pouring a, a big pitcher of water on a table. All that grace could just be washing over. It's not soaking in. But what Dana was talking about is that awakening happening. And so all of those graces that are in baptism and confirmation that we're receiving in the Eucharist, they're there in potential awaiting for that participation. And so as our hearts are coming into accord with God's own own life, with, with the Holy Spirit, we start moving and using those graces, cooperating and participating in that divine life. We're moving together. That's what I heard Dana. She says, I'm opening the gifts. <laughs> They're there waiting. And so she's just so excited and she's encouraging. She's coming on national radio saying, you guys, you got to open this gift, read about it, learn about it. Let's start yeah. moving. It's <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got James who's listening to us in Oceanside, California. Hi, James. Thanks for calling into the inner life today. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Father. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, James. Um, yeah, I just, um, you know, thank you for the topic. Um, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of shocking, but, uh, you know, my church had asked, had actually asked me to teach a confirmation class starting at the end of um, September. Um, so this kind of, you know, hits close to my heart. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the first class that, you know, that God's, you know, blessed me to teach. So. Um, I just wanted to ask for your prayer, you know, for my, for my strength going into it, you know, may I, you know, be able to share how Christ has changed my life and, you know, how much of a blessing that, you know, that, that Christ has on us that, you know, that if we take advantage of his grace in our lives and just, you know, what he can do with our life, you know, because I think for a lot of us Catholics, you know, like our parents, they choose for us to be baptized, but then when it comes to confirmation, that's us, you know, taking the, the reins, you know, this is my life and, you know, and, um, you know, and uh, I'm going to use it to glorify Christ in it. So. Wow, James, that's so uh, beautiful. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear how you're um, responding to your call and you're participating with, with God's grace within you and, and you're helping to draw others into that, um, into that relationship and, and ownership, uh, or taking the reins, as, as you said, there, you know, it's, we, we're, we grow up within the family and, and they help to, to draw us and introduce and introduce us and awaken us. 
to this reality, but then, you know, we start to take those baby steps and we start to walk with our faith. And that's, you're at a beautiful space as you're helping others, other young people um, take those steps as well. And Father, as uh, James was talking, I just thought I kind of picked up on a little bit of maybe nervous excitement in his voice mm-hmm. at being able to teach that class and, you know, in asking for prayers that he's able to, you know, um, uh, communicate well to those kids. Everybody I've ever known who teaches any sort of class, especially when it comes to any sort of religious education, if they step in, the thing that they'll say after they've done it for a number of months or maybe a year or two, they'll say, oh, I learn far more than any of the people I'm ever teaching. I'm the one who learns the most. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. And I I think you're right. I think that nervousness also is just, um, you know, when we start moving as if we have all the answers and we know everything, I think that becomes a dangerous place, not only for ourselves, but there's there's a danger of kind of imposing upon others. And, and we could unintentionally start to crush others' spirits. Mm. Um, because we're kind of pushing down, saying this is what you have to do, or this is the answer, this is the way. But Josh, just like you're, you're sharing, you know, with that humility... And, and that openness to actually learn from others. We start to realize, wow, God is actually speaking to me through, you know, through these adolescents or, you know, through these families. And, you know, I, I think that is just a beautiful uh, reminder, you know, that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be perfect, but that we trust that there actually is a God and he's going to be leading us and he's going to be revealing himself to to us through others, even the most unexpected um, yeah. in, in those surprising ways. Well, Father, there's so many other things I know we wanted to get to in this hour, so I think we're going to have to revisit um, these sacraments in another episode of The Inner Life at Somewhere Down the Line. But we're down to about our last minute. As people are listening and we're concluding the hour here, could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners today? Oh, absolutely. Um, And I just, uh, I'm mindful that, you know, our, our Blessed Mother Mary, she was she was there with um, the holy apostles, the holy men and women in the upper room as the Holy Spirit came down upon them. She helped to lead them into that place of stillness to receive you know, the Holy Spirit in a special way. And so I invite all of us into that same space, and uh, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God, through the intercession of St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother Mary, Queen of the Apostles, Queen of Peace, come upon you and bring the stillness, the peace, and the life of God, awakening you to the realities and the divine promise that you've received. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, Father Ethan, for being our spiritual director on the program today. And if you just joined us at some point later in the hour and want to go back and listen to any part of the earlier portion of the broadcast, look for the podcast. It'll be available here in just a little bit on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. A big thank you to Jim Shaper and to Sarah Tafoya for their help in producing the program today. I want to encourage you to stay tuned because we've got Mass coming up here in 
in about 20 seconds. And join us tomorrow as we're going to talk about praying the Our Father here on The Inner Life.